Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're excited to start our new series. We're calling it the Middle Series. And um, each part of it will be um, the Middle balance, the middle on our calling and the middle on surrender. And we're talking um, because of this, this really hit home for me because it's the start of the new school year. And I treat the new school year, I don't know about everybody else, but I treat the new school year like it's New Year's Eve more than actual New Year's Eve. It's when I make all my resolutions because it's when the kids are out of the house and yes. you have a routine <laughs> and everything is starting back and, and they're getting up at the same time every day. They're going to school at the same time. They have their activities. And so there's a flow that is a lot easier to um, start new routines than it is during the summer, which I love the summer. I love having flexibility, but it's time for something new and something to give. So this seemed like a really good fit for the school year for Rebecca and I. And um, the the heartbeat behind it, though, is it we don't want to just talk about balance and just talk about surrender, just talk about our calling without talking about the um, middle part of that. And how do we live in the middle of that? Um, and how do we find um, literally balance and all of these issues and what that looks like? And we're really excited about the guests that we're having on um, our podcast in this series. Yeah, because I think um, the thing about all of these issues, so we have, we each, Rebecca and I each um, fulfill a different common reaction. So for me, when I'm not sure how to like be balanced in something, or I'm not sure where I need to surrender, or I'm not sure about my calling, I tend to just disengage and pull back and like Mm. not do anything. Um, When I feel like things get confusing or... Um, so for me, like I've been a stay at home mom for, you know, since my kids were born and I've had cravings, like I've wanted to do other things, but I've just been really nervous. And so with the podcast, it was like a real push for me to engage in something beyond my normal every day. And that was hard because I didn't really understand how can I be balanced here? Because in my mind, it was like, I'm either a CEO or I'm a stay at home mom. And most of us are like kind of in the middle there, especially nowadays with parenting. And it's not just parenting. It's, I mean, it's everything. And then when you think about surrendering to God, you know, some people can either be like, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing. Or some people are like, dear Lord, should I eat a quesadilla or a taco for lunch? And it's just kind of like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've read diet books where you like pray about every um, bite you eat. Um, But... Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like where we're coming from with this. We don't want, it's funny because it seems like, well, balance is the middle, but actually you can go to extremes in all these areas. And so then Rebecca, you tend to be on the like, do it all, right? I am. I'm on the do it all. And, you know, I think, I think I need to go for everything and that I can do everything. Like, I think that I can make it all work. And um, so for me to go back into the middle means to balance that, you know, I do need rest. I do need to uh, make priorities. I can't say yes to everything. And so in stress, for me, it's to run faster on the hamster wheel when other people is to just get off the hamster wheel. And I think that there's a way to walk on the wheel in a 
way that is um, productive and doesn't overwork us and doesn't put stress on our family and doesn't put stress on ourselves and our relationship with God. And so I think what I really am taking away because um, we've done some of these interviews already. And what I'm taking away from this is, is that as Christian women, it's okay to find that balance. We don't have to give it all up. um, And we also don't have to do it all. And so, and that's going to look, that middle is going to look different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think about something, so our interview today and um, next week, so it'll be episodes 20 and 21 are with Sandy Cooper. And that's, I mean, she speaks so beautifully to that. And I think she's such a good person to talk to because she herself um, shared that she had struggled so much with balance. And we... We kind of got into a little, um, a little bit of a vulnerability space, Rebecca and I. So we, it was one of those we listened back and we were like, "Oh no, should we include we that?" We might have overshared. No, we didn't. I feel really good about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think it was good, and I think um, it's always helpful to hear honesty from people. Yeah. Um, so anyway. That is this one. And then we will be also talking about surrender and calling. And so if these are areas for you where you just feel kind of like either on one extreme or the other, or they just, I think what's helpful to me is kind of breaking them down so that they don't sound like these big, big biblical concepts that like are so big and confusing, but they kind of just, it's like, okay, what does that mean? Um, You know, today at two o'clock, what does that look like for me to surrender or to be balanced or to be embracing my calling? So we're going to try to take these heady, confusing things that are often misused a lot Mm -hmm. um, or used as ways to keep people in one extreme or the other. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. I'm, 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 I hope it comes across that and we are not trying to, force people into a certain way of living, but that we are also struggling with these things and working through these things together. So I hope that that's, and I, and I feel like the people that we're having on, we have people that are very successful in their ministries and in their work and they have, they're figuring this out too. They're still learning. And so I think that that's, that I like the team aspect of this. So I'm excited. I mean, it's just, the whole thing is like stay in your own lane. Like God has us all in a lane and it's our lane and like for our season. And so, I mean, as hard as it is not to like compare yourself to other people, which we talked about with Sandy, which is great. Um, it, it really is just being connected and knowing like where we are and all of that and what's for us and what's not. So yep. I hope this is helpful and good. We're in the middle of our series that we're doing um, for back to school on balance and giving up control and what it means to um, be women that live balanced lives, but we still live out our calling. So it's not just about giving up everything and not doing anything. So kind of what that means. So um, do you have anything else to say about that, Rebecca? Yeah, I think we're showing balance by not knowing what episode number we're we're doing great. We're just um, awesome. We'll know it. We'll know it by the time I put it up on iTunes, and it'll have a number by it. That's when we'll know it. It's um, totally fine. Yes. But yeah. We um 
what we wanted to do was do this series because balance is something that is elusive. And just a disclaimer, this is not like a three steps to balance situation. You're not going to leave this podcast like having your life figured out. We're all going to talk about it together. Um, and I think that's really a better way. So, yeah. so today we have um, Sandy Cooper on. And um, I met Sandy. And by met, I mean virtually met Sandy through a group, the writing group that we're in called Hope Writers. And um, she approached us because um, she wanted to um, get her message out on the podcast. And we have a podcast. So that's kind of how we got hooked up. So Sandy, welcome to Woven. And can you introduce yourself to us? Sure. Um, yes. Well, th- first of all, thanks for having me. Um, and uh, my name, as you said, is Sandy Cooper. Um, I am a wife to John. Uh, we've been married almost 25 years. Maybe by the time we're hearing this, we will have been <laughs> 25 years. Um, I have uh, four children. My oldest son, Noah, um, he passed away when he was nine months old. And then I have uh, three living children. Uh, my- Rebecca is 19. Um, we love Elijah. that name, by the way. That's an amazing I know. name. <laughs> you know, it, it, it won't be confusing at all. We'll just, if I say Rebecca, we'll just know we're talking about someone, either you, me, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, so yes, uh, Rebecca is 19. Uh, Elijah, by the time you hear this, will be 17. And then I have Eliana, who's 11. Um, Elijah and Eliana are adopted. They, um, Elijah was a domestic adoption, Eliana, international adoption. Uh, I am the women's ministry leader at my local church. I, um, I'm a writer, and as you said, and I've been blogging since 2008, a long time. Um, and I've been teaching and leading Bible studies since I was 18, so wow. Wow. like 32 years by the time you hear this. <laughs> um, and so, yes, and uh, you know, as you mentioned, I've written a book uh, called Finding Your Balance. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into that yet, but we can, you can go ahead. And so, so finding your balance. Yeah. So that's obviously yeah. why, um, you're on the series with, um, us unwoven. So what brought you to the place where you wanted to write a book on, on balance? Sure. Um, well, it's, it's been, I've been in the process of writing this. I say writing in air quotes, mm-hmm. uh, since I became a mom, because I realized, I mean, I've always kind of struggled with the issue I had underlying issues with balance my whole life, I think. Uh, but it really came to the surface when I tried to have babies and then do anything else. Like all of a sudden I realized I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, and so, so I, you know, I, I found myself often feeling very overwhelmed and that's probably the key word um, that, yeah. that I'm writing for women because who are overwhelmed because I was so overwhelmed and I could not figure it out. And so, um, after a lot of, uh, trying to find, you know, self-help and time management techniques, that type of thing, I, they would work a little bit, but they wouldn't really work. Like they wouldn't really change me. And so, um, so I started looking in the scriptures to see, you know, what does it say about, the things that I struggle with. And, you know, you can't really, you can't really look up balance in your concordance and find, yeah. you know, you find money and scales. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you're, yes. you're not going to find anything about, you know, how to, how to keep your house picked up and how not to, you know, lose your mind and how to say no to the things you should say no. Like, you won't find that type of thing. So, so I started just studying these types of things, um, 
trying to figure out what my root issues were. And over the years, you know, I started inviting women into my home and teaching them the things that I was learning. And then, um, and then I eventually uh, created a class for our church and started teaching it on Wednesday nights. And then I, 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 when I started blogging, I was blogging about more, it was more like I'm hearing God's voice kind of thing. Um, and then I did a blog series about balance and it just resonated so much with my readers that I ended up changing my whole blogging platform, um, to balance because it was so, I I could just keep writing about it, writing about so many women were resonating. Um, and then, uh, I, I invited last year, uh, a group of women, my, my daughter's friends, moms, um, for a Bible study. And I taught them that I taught them what my material was so far. And they were the ones who really just encouraged me, like, you really need to, to publish this. And so, um, that was, I mean, it was a lengthy evolution, but it, it has a lot. I mean, it is truly like everything that I know about this topic from a biblical perspective. Yeah. And I love that yeah. you, I think you're such a good person to talk to about this. Do you guys hear my dog, Murphy? He's barking. I hope that picks up on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hear my son cutting the grass here shortly. So when it's it'll be it, it, the grass. It's a real life. It's real life. Yeah. That's right. We, we aren't recording right. in a studio. We we are recording in real yeah. life. Yep. If there was Heck any yeah. question about that. <laughs> if you ever um, wondered. <laughs> but I love that because I think a lot of the messaging we get about finding balance is about simplifying your life to the point where some, I won't, I wouldn't say we're being encouraged to abandon our passions and dreams, but it's sort of like, maybe now's not the time, honey, you need to like clean your house, you know? And that's just not, for me, that has not proven to be a very life. I'm not saying anyone like, likes cleaning. Well, you probably do, Rebecca, you probably like cleaning your house. It's fine. (laughs) But I think that a lot of the um, messaging I've heard about balance has been sort of the solution of abandoning your own giftings and talents. And so I yeah. love that you are, I mean, you're a busy lady. Yeah. So if there is a better person to talk to and you have, you have stepped into the gifts God's given you and raised yeah. kids and you're doing, and I mean, I'm sure you don't feel like you're doing it all well all the time. No, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing. And it's like, people are like, how does she do it? And I think the answer is she doesn't, whoever she is, right. we're not, but, um, yes. how like in your life, as you're going about doing all wearing many hats, like how do you define balance right now? Yeah. I think that is such a great question because, well, first of all, how you define balance will really determine whether or not you succeed in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so many women, and over the years, I've done this exact same thing. They, they have this word picture of balance of either, you know, spinning plates or, you know, balls in the air or balance beam or, you know, some other kind of concept that implies I am trying to cram a lot of impossible things into yeah. my life. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing well. Like, and then it's a very difficult thing. And so for, you know, that's just a recipe for failure. Yeah. And, and that is why a lot of good, well-meaning Christian women um, decide that balance is a myth and that it's impossible. And it's, you know, it's something we shouldn't even strive for. And so, yeah, I did that too. But now after studying it, and because I wasn't, I, I didn't want to just say, well, I'm just going to be overwhelmed my whole life. Right. <laughs> like I just right. didn't want to, to succumb to that. And mm-hmm. I thought, God, there has to be a better way. So help me understand what you want me to, to define balance as. And so, mm-hmm. so 
what I have the in the way I define it in the book and in my life is balance is peace. Mm-hmm. Whereby I know my priorities mm. and I live my priorities through freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's all those components because because it is the peace to know what I'm supposed to do so that I can actually do those things in freedom. Yeah. And that I don't feel trapped, I don't feel pressured, I don't feel overwhelmed. Not that you'll never feel stress. You will feel stress because that's life. But but it is so much more um, dynamic and and empowering than it is to just always have like everything scaled perfectly. You know what I mean? It can't always be that way. It just isn't. It's it's so much more like a pendulum. It's so much more in our control. Um, it's so much more how we respond to it. It, it has so much more to do with our relationship. Um, our care, our character, our relationship with God than it does with like what is physically on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, I like the idea of the pendulum because I mean, yeah. we, we, we just have different seasons of life. Right. And, yeah. it, and I think that sometimes we think of, I need to find balance in my life. So that means that I need to find this perfect point that yeah. I'm going to come to. And that is where I'm going to sit in perfect peace and harmony. And just like the birds are going to be singing and the, the breeze is blowing and that's how life always should be. And if I'm not in that spot and I think we like, we put like, our identity as Christian women on that, that if I don't feel that way in life, if I don't feel that I have it all together and everything's peaceful and everything's perfect, then I'm doing something wrong mm-hmm. versus like, I liked your idea of like, we is finding peace in the midst of the priorities that you've been given, the things you've been given to do. So yes, for sure. Well, and I know, I know that when I've read other people's um, perspective on this type of thing, like I always feel bad if I'm not, like stopping to smell my kid's hair. <laughs> like, there's like, <laughs> thing of like, you know, like, just stop and like be, just be. And I'm like, and I don't even understand. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means because like God has called me to do certain things to do too. Like, yes. and doing is not bad, Yeah. but I also can't do everything and I can't do everything right now. Yes. And so, so the key is to have peace to do the things that God has called me to do right now yeah. and, and, and to do that in total freedom that he's given me, you know what I mean? Like to, when you walk, when you operate from, I, I just, I want to bring women to a place of overwhelm and confusion and distraction to a, to a place where, where they can walk confidently mm-hmm. in what they're doing right now. And that's balance to me. Yes. It's walking confidently in what you're doing right now. Well, no matter what is going on around you. Yeah. And, and, and it may be a ton of things or it may be very, very little. It doesn't even matter because for you, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now, then that's balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said, I mean, God, I feel so much pressure to like make the moment special with my kids. And it's like, it becomes another thing you have to do. And it's completely right. exhausting. And I was talking to a, a friend. I think it was you, actually. And okay. I was like, um, maybe it wasn't. But I was saying. We talk to each other a lot. But <laughs> Everyone on Voxer is the best. Um, but I remember feeling that way. Like, I feel like I have to have this, like, extreme reverence for every moment of my children's lives or I'm not doing it right. 
And so it's like, we think of balance and we think of pressure. Like, I think most people, they immediately go to like working mom where you have like a traditional nine to five. And like, but I mean, I feel that like we're stay at home moms who have a podcast. Like I feel that pressure. And, and I don't think that God's always like, remember how their hair smells, Rebecca. Like, don't forget this moment when they, sh- you know, shot you with a water gun in the hair after you blow dried your hair or whatever. But like, I think that just happened. <laughs> But I'm so glad you said that because I do think that that is just such a um, such a weird pressure we have. And so I guess we're talking, I mean, our modern day opposed to like a generation ago, I don't think women really felt this pressure. Maybe like maybe they should have felt a little of it. And now we've gone like way over here. So in nowadays, today's women, what do you think are like our challenges for finding this as opposed to like prior generations? Sure. Well, you know. I think motherhood has always been challenging. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I've only been a mom in this generation, so I don't really know, you yeah. know firsthand, but I know just from, I'm the youngest of seven kids. And so my mom had me when she was older mm-hmm. and, and I was able to see, you know, a generation more, almost like two generations ago, um, firsthand because my mom was older and we had, I had a lot of older siblings. Um, but I would say in addition to everything that we are, face with as moms. I, I pick on technology a lot. I love technology. I'm on technology. I mean, obviously we're doing this. I blog, yeah. you know, I, I'm in it, but, but that is something um, that a generation ago and beyond never had to deal with the mm-hmm. whole thing of uh, the sheer amount of information that we receive and the addictive nature of it. So yes. that we, we can't set it down ever. It's, it's like integrated. It's become like a child almost like we can't, we can't be without it ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just having bombarded with all this information, which makes it very confusing for women yeah. to know even what we're supposed to be doing because it all feels very urgent yes. and very, very like necessary. Like yeah. we have to be doing everything because look at, all of this stuff is a, you know, I think a generation ago, other women didn't even really know what each other were doing unless you lived in like your immediate social circle and yeah, you could yeah. see in people's homes. Yeah. Now we can see in everybody's homes. Like yeah. Yeah. Anybody's home. But they get to control that, what we see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and I would say the other thing, um, you know, related to that is that we are so much even though we're hyper connected to, you know, a lot of people, we are not as connected deeply, mm-hmm. um, yeah. physically, you know, a generation ago, a lot of people just stayed put and mm-hmm. you lived by your sisters and your mother and your aunts and your grandparents. And, and, and so there was a, um, there was a built in, uh, structure for learning and for help, you know, Mm -hmm. assistance, just all of that you did in community and you did it, you know, it was very, now we're Googling everything We're you know, we, we have to hire babysitters. We're carpooling. I mean, it was just a whole, it's a whole different life. And so I think all of those things, and I'm not even complaining about all of those things necessarily, but you know, it's, it's things that we, we need to work into. I mean, it makes it very difficult to balance life. Because we have these unique challenges and we can't go to our moms and say, gosh, how did you manage all of your social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't have, we're like first generation, all these things, like we're pioneering it. Yes. And so we're trying all to figure it out. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just challenging. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think that for me, the biggest, the biggest thing is, is that you, you, while in some ways it's wonderful, you can see how everybody does things. And so you feel like you have to do all of those things. If you were just in your, your village, your community, and we're just seeing from a small group of people, your neighbors and stuff, then your, then your vision was small. And in some ways, there's plus and minuses to that. Just like there's plus and minuses to um, having a large vision of everything going on globally. I think that's one, there's wonderful things about that. But the negative side is definitely is that you feel like you have to do more than you used to have to do. So, um, yes. and, like, and I agree, it's always been challenging. I mean, my mom was a single mom. I mean, she obviously yeah. had a challenging, unbalanced time a lot of the times with two children by herself. But right. I think that, um, it's, yeah, it's just a different set of challenges for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like you said, we're pioneering it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if this was the Oregon Trail, we'd all probably be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oregon Trail. Best game ever. Yeah. Let's just end it right Oregon there. Great <laughs> <laughs> right way to end. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess comparison, I mean, it feels like it is just something that we – it's like a reflex. It's like, we don't even yeah. think and notice how much we're comparing ourselves to people because we, it's just such a, we all do it. It's, it's a daily thing. It's a daily us. thing. Yeah. We're taking it in. So, but sure. ultimately we do get, we do have power here and we do get to make a choice if we are going to choose to compare ourselves to people or not. It's a hard, it's a hard choice, but it's a choice. So do you have any tips for kind of pulling out of compare, like tangible ways to pull yourself out of comparison? Sure. Yes. Um, well, before, before we can really escape like the trap of comparison, and that's something we talk about a lot in, in this Bible study, because I've never met a woman who doesn't struggle with comparison on some level. Yeah. Um, not all women struggle with all the same things. So obviously, um, but, but comparison is one of those things that across the board, I have found to be consistently an issue with every woman I've ever met. Um, but so before you can really escape it, um, you have to understand the root of it and, and understand that the root is a spiritual root. Okay. So it is, you know, it's not just about, Oh, you know, I'm doing this better than she is, or I don't have a nice as a house or she's on vacation. I'm not, it's not just that it's rooted in fear and it's rooted in pride. Yeah, because both of those things are extremely spiritual, yeah. and so once we understand the spiritual component of the root, then we can address it on a spiritual level and really take care of it. Because yes, there are some very practical things you can do, you know, about not look. And I we talk about some of those things in the book that are less spiritual, but on a very spiritual level, probably the most um, effective anti-comparison um strategy would be to be and i it sounds so trite but gratitude to be grateful um and 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 i don't mean just in you know it's very trendy to to keep gratitude journals and it's very trendy to just say oh yes just be grateful but there there is a level of gratitude that because gratitude and comparison, gratitude and fear and gratitude and pride cannot live in the same yeah. place. Like, so when you, when you are truly grateful to God, 
to to God because a lot of you know a lot of people are just grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful. Grateful for to whom? Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't know That's how so to do balance apart from Jesus. So I talk very openly about that. Um, so you know, it has to be gratitude to God for what you have, and and I would even say coupling that. So it's kind of two points, but coupling that with um, learning to celebrate. And, and truly uh, lavish praise and encouragement on other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you are scrolling through your Instagram feed, for example, and you feel that, you know, that's where I feel a lot of comparison is just mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm on social media and I'm just looking innocently through what everyone else is doing. If, if I approach everything with, if I, if I enter that arena already so grateful for everything that I, that God has given me. I don't deserve any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I didn't bring any of it on. Every good thing that I have came from the hand of God. Yeah. And so if I already approach social media, for example, in that posture, and then as I see my friends having great things happening to them, or bad things happening to them that might puff me up, you know, might make me think more highly than I ought to, as the Bible says, um, that, that when I can just say, you know what, good for her, and I'm so proud of her, or even telling her directly, I'm so proud of you for what you are accomplishing right now. You have those two things together, and, and the comparison trap can't exist there. Yeah. That's so true. And that's like a daily thing we have to do. Oh, I mean, it is like almost hourly. hourly. (laughs) It's almost hourly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, this, this hits home for me. Um, Not so I don't, everybody has their, like you said, every woman struggles with comparison, but it's in what areas you struggle in. And so some women, you know, look at um, someone's house and they're like, oh, my house is not as beautiful as theirs on Instagram. I don't care. That like, that doesn't do anything for me. I even, as much as I love my children, I don't really struggle with other mothers being better moms than me. Um, Some people struggle with that. Mine comes in the area of ministry. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been in full-time ministry um, my whole career and we won't talk about what my age is, but my whole career, (laughs) I'm approaching a decade coming up. It's fine. Um, Yes, me too. But I think mine's the next decade. Yes, I think, I think think we might be approaching different decades. It's fine. Um, But anyways, I, and, and it's, I struggle with, I see being in the, in the world of social media, my struggle comes in seeing other women um, having accomplishments that I want, that I desire, that I dream. And those dreams and desires are not bad. But I, and so my first instinct is like, well, I just need to ignore all of that. Like, I don't need to be friends with those people. I don't need to be on social media paying attention to them. But that just like, that's just a Band-Aid. Like, that's just a Band-Aid for my issue and my sin. Like, what I need to do is rip the Band-Aid off and... Um, gratitude, yes, but like praising other people, like mm-hmm. instead of internally being like, man, why, why did she get that book deal and I didn't? Or whatever it is, I'm being super vulnerable right now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I, instead I should be, should be praising them and telling them how proud I am because what they are doing is good work and, and not let the pride eat me away from like celebrating those moments with my friends. Yes. And then out of that, like, hopefully God can use that and the, the spirit can use that in my life to make me more grateful for where he has me right now, the directory he has me on so that hopefully I can get out of the trap. 
Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it reminds me of like when you're having issues in a relationship or like your heart is just really hard towards someone you're supposed to pray for them. And it's like the last thing you want to do because you're just like, but they suck. I don't want to pray for them, but then you do. (laughs) Um, But it's sort of the same thing. Like if you find your heart in that really hard place where you just like, can't be happy. Like sometimes like if I'm in that place and I'm just grumpy, I will like make myself go on to everything that's triggering me and write a nice comment on all of them. Mm. And I just, I get, and it's like, once I do it, so sorry, that, there you go, vulnerability. All my friends are like, oh, that's why you told me I look nice. I really don't look nice. <laughs> if it triggered me, they must, right? Um, <laughs> but not that really, it's almost like the virtual way of praying for someone you're mad at. Because as you do yeah. it, it's, sometimes you have to lead your thoughts with your actions. And so it's just an action of like, you know what, I'm at least going to like that. Or instead of like puffing and going away and being like, they didn't invite me and they all went together. You're like, man, like, y'all look cute. Have fun or whatever. So I think sometimes we can do actions that push us toward that. Isn't Sandy great? Oh my gosh, this was such a good interview and good for me personally. So I hope you guys will tune in next week for the second part. And until then, let's think about balance. Rebecca, are we talking balance? What did we decide we're going to look at balance as? Is it scales? I like scales better because I feel like that's, I mean, when you look in scripture and they talk about balance, they talk, they use the word, they use the scales because obviously there weren't like balance beams or seesaws in biblical times. So, but I, I like the idea of like, there's just constantly, you're having to add, you guys can't see my hand motions, but you're constantly having to add things to each side to have balance. Yes. And there's constantly a pouring into both sides. And so I like the scale aspect. That's good. I've always seen a seesaw, like two kids, like trying to get it. Have you ever tried to be on a seesaw with your friend and you're trying to get it so it doesn't move and you're both the same level? Yeah, we never did that as kids. We always tried to shoot the other person off. So I have a bad view of a seesaw like analogy. Because <laughs> it feels like it's something is us, about us as adults. Yeah. So seesaws are all very all or nothing. <laughs> okay. Scales, guys. Scales. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Bye.